Tanya for Bay's ears, the beginning of chapter 44. With this chapter, the Alter Rebbe begins to highlight the specific forms of Ava and how one could channel this Ava as being an actual motivator and impetus for one's service of Hashem. It has been explained in the previous chapters the necessity for both Yira and Ava and how they both play the role of the two wings of the bird that allow for there to be the flight and in this case the motivation and inspiration for one to serve Hashem with term, in Torah mitzvahs and the requirement of Avas Hashem the Altareb explained there are two general levels of Ava which is Ava Rabo and Avas Elam has been explained in the previous chapter in today's year the Altareb is going to first mention how all levels of Ava really cannot be fully lined or explained, delineated, as they, there are multiple, many, 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 many levels of, of Ava, all of which are really relative to each individual. As love being an individual thing, each person has their level of connectivity, depending on how much Das they've been in tune with and how much meditation they have done, their level of Ava will vary. And as the Pasuk says, the Pasuk says in Mishlei that her husband is known by the gates. Zayr, the Zayr explains this Pasuk to mean that through the process of knowledge of Das, of Hashem, Baila refers to Hashem, our husband is Basha'arim, is based on the Shi'urim, is based on each person's level and each person's individual understanding of Hashem that will generate their level of closeness, their level of Ava. That means, in other words, Within the relationship we have to Hashem, it's very subjective. With the Torah mitzvahs, everybody's equal. Everybody has the same obligations. As Al-Tarebbe calls it, that's Hanegloislon, or that's what's known to us. But Hanestorosla Hashem is referring to the emotional connection one has to Hashem, the emotional motivation that one has to serve Hashem and be in, and, and the relationship, that's very personal. And that's very subjective. And each person has their own level of mental and emotional avail uh, commitment and, and, and uh, sense of awareness and therefore it changes and varies. So the Alter Rebbe says that really every person has their own unique level of Ava. However, the Alter Rebbe is going to list now a number of different types of Ava which as we mentioned is something which every person could really tap into. It's ubiquitous. Every person could tap into these levels of Ava. And by understanding how these levels of Ava really combine the two general categories of Ava, Rabba and Ava Soilam, we could appreciate how this is something which is very natural and something very accessible for every single person to tap into. So in today's Shir al begins with the first type of Ava, which he says is combined of both Ava Rabba and Avas Eilam. The major distinction between Ava Rabba and Avas Eilam, Ava Rabba is in, innate in the sense that it's something which is the experience of the relationship itself. That's the way we've been explaining it. It's the way one experiences the, the, the love that one has within the relationship, as feeling part of the relationship, the pleasure, the Abba Tanugim one experiences in the relationship. But as, as mentioned, Alter Rebbe says this is a gift that comes from the Lamaila. It means it's not something that you work on. It's not something that you, you can nurture or, 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 or generate on your own. It's something that is either there or is not there. Either you're in the relationship and you're connected or you're not connected. Um, and it's a gift for a person to feel connected to Hashem on such a level as then the Ebesha opens the door so to speak and allows him to experience this deep level of connection. In other words, it's something which 
is part of the person, it's just the person has to allow for that revelation to come, that depth of communication, that depth of the relationship to be experienced. Versus avas ilam is a meditative process, it's where a person meditates and contemplates the greatness of Hashem, looking at the world, through that one could be able to recognize the truth of the, of the Creator, of Hashem, and the feeling of closeness that one will have to Hashem, and that's generating a Ava. So those are the two, perhaps, different forms of Ava extremes in one, in a sense. One is natural, one isn't, one is generated through one's intellect. And the form of Ava that the Altareb is going to address in today's Tani, which is the level of Nafshi Yavisicha Balayla, is a level of Ava that com comprises of both. On the one hand, it's a natural love, love, something that's with inside of us naturally. On the other hand, it has to be nurtured, it has to be worked on, it has to be, you have to meditate on it. What is this level of nafshi of Yisicha Balayla? It's literally a love for life. When it comes to loving the love one has for life, the pleasure and love one has for life, it's natural. Every person instinctively and intrinsically wants to live and loves their existence in life. Problem is, as explained in Chassidus, tainik tmiti any tainik, something which happens constantly is not something that's really conscious and something you feel, something you experience. So one doesn't really recognize that they want to live, or there's great pleasure and delight and love for life. It's only once they become aware of, God forbid, things that, like they're unwell, they're, they're, they feel a sense of losing their life, that's where they start feeling the great longing and the great desire for wanting to live. In other forms, if a person thinks, a person doesn't appreciate, let's say, their abilities to have children, or their abilities to have you know, Parnosa. It's only once that, because they always have it, once they start saying they don't have it, that's when there becomes the big yearning and desire for it. So the Altarebbe says the levels of Nafshi of Yisicha Belayla, first of all, Nafshi, he says, the Zerah explains, Nafshi doesn't refer to my soul, refers to God as being Nafshi, my life force. Is Yisicha Belayla, I long for it at night, refers to the fact that I feel so overwhelmed by the, the Hizbonimus and the meditation and, and the awareness of God being the source of my life that when I meditate on it, I jump out of my bed even in the middle of the night to sit on learn Torah to connect to Hashem. In other words, this, this, is, this is comprised of these two levels of love. It's Ava Ilam in the sense that it's meditative. One has to nurture it and generate it, but it's Ava Rabba in the sense that it's natural. Every person loves their life naturally. Everybody loves their life. And if you recognize that the source of your life, Nafshi, my true life is God Himself, that recognition would bring out what a person's feeling of closeness. And this is also expressed in a similar idea in the Gemara and Yuma that tells us, it says Hillel obligates the poor people to learn Torah, and Rebbe Lezer ben Kharsum obligates the rich people to learn Torah. Hillel was very poor, Rebbe Lezer ben Kharsum was very wealthy. So the Rebbe asks, question that's obvious is that, what do you mean he obligates them to learn Torah? There's an obligation in the Torah. The Torah says, that one has an obligation to learn Torah all the time. And if a person has the opportunities to learn Torah, he has to learn Torah. And if the person doesn't have the opportunity because of whatever reason he has to go to work, he has to do other things, and that exempts him from learning Torah, so then he's not obligated. So then what's the Chiddush of Hill So the Rebbe says, the, the meaning of this Gemara is this idea that Dr. Rebbe here is explaining in Tanya, which is that, true, there's the natural obligation one has, right? One has an obligation to love God, to serve God, to do Torah mitzvahs, to learn Torah, and to do his mitzvahs. However, 
There are times where a person may be exempt, or a person's at night, a person is sleeping, it's time to sleep and all that. But even with that said, if you really feel close and connected to Hashem, you're going to break those boundaries. If a person feels so close to Hashem and feels so overwhelmingly attached to Hashem, so then that comes first. You're going to stop whatever, whatever else, what, what other things that are necessary, quote-unquote, at the time, are going to be able to be pushed away. You'll find the time to sit and learn. You'll find the time to do mitzvahs. Like in a relationship, however much you feel close, however much you have other things that you need to do, but if, if, you're, if your spouse wants to spend time with you and you feel and you're aroused by your spouse, you push everything else off. And that's this deep feeling of nafshi v'sicha belayla, which a person wakes up as the Alter brings from the Zayar, middle of the night to sit and learn Torah till the morning because of this deep love that he has. So this is a love that every person could nurture because every person appreciates life. Everybody appreciates their existence and that they're living. And when a person recognizes and realizes that their source of life, their nafshi, is God, is God, the godly energy that's giving them life, so then they could love God like they love themselves, like they love their life. And this is a... a, a Composite form of the two types of Ava that's mentioned in the previous chapter. It says, All the levels of Ava from these two general levels of Ava, Rab, and Avas Elam. It's really subdivided into infinite amount of levels. Each person, based on his level, his capacity, his level of understanding of God. As the Zoya writes, the husband is referring to Hashem. The Iu is Yaid, this topic that he connects, he's aware of and connects with. Each person, each person, based on how that person nurtures his relationship with Hashem, his connection, what he evaluates, he, he estimates within himself of his connection. That's why when it comes to loving Hashem, fearing Hashem, the level of Abba Vayir, that's called that's the, the secrets to God. Because only God knows, and like in a relationship, one can't see externally, one can't be obligated to have X amount of love in a relationship. One can't, have an, one can't be commanded to have X amount of, of feelings towards their spouses or to their, their loved ones. It's only each person on a private, individual, subjective level that could be expressed through their Torah mitzvahs, but the emotional part is all secret. The Torah mitzvahs, When it comes to Torah mitzvahs, everybody's equal. There's one law, one obligation for everybody, when it comes to action. However, it's based on the intellect, the understanding, the das level that we explained. The tool of being able to become aware, a sense of God, as Hashem Now, that's relevant to each person, it's a very relative thing, it's not an absolute element or absolute measure. So, this is in general that really there's infinite amount of loves, levels of love. However, there is a one uniform love that really comprises both levels, both general levels, and it's equal to all Jews. Every Jew could experience it. And it's something which we get as an inheritance. So being it as an inheritance, it means that it's something that we have naturally, we didn't have to work for it. So in that sense, it's like an Avarapa. That's part of our being, it's innate to us. This is on, based on what the Zerah explains, I'll post it on the verse, that one feels compassion, closeness to Hashem, like one loves their own life. This is what it says, my soul. I love you. Now, if you're referring to my soul, you don't say I love you. 
So the Altarab explains, Kalema, Mipnesha Atta Hashem Nafshi, since you God are my soul, the Chayamitim, and the true life, Lachach, therefore I be Sicha, Pirish Ani, Miss Ava, Vitoyevlach, I therefore desire you, meaning God, Kaadan Hamasav, Lachay Nafshi, like a person who loves his own life, Kshu Cholish, for example, he won't feel it naturally, but he'll feel it when he's weak, Umbatuna, and he's Mitaiva, and he feels suppressed, he's not he's hungry, he feels weak and he needs something to restore his life. So now he feels the tremendous love and longing for his life. Likewise, when a person goes to sleep, a person when he feels so tired, he feels so drained, so he, he wants, a, a res, a, a, he wants a, a, the, his soul to come back fresh, and him not being tired, him not being feeling so drained, so, so knocked out. Likewise, a person different desires, the infinite light of God, to bring it down within his own consciousness, and this is accomplished. How does one draw about, about one's life force? That's through learning Torah. When a person learns Torah, so then he, he draws down more life into his, into his existence. When a person wakes up in the middle of the night, as we know, the Torah and God is one. So through learning Torah, you're vitalizing yourself, you're energizing yourself. So if you really love life, that means you really love God. And if you really love God and you really love your life, you're going to do things to make sure you're alive. It's like a person eats to be alive, so too they're going to learn Torah, because learning Torah is that, that force, that connection that allows the life flow within a person, and therefore a person is obligated and has an opportunity every time, every night, to sit and learn Torah, to awaken oneself, to enliven oneself, to vitalize oneself through the limit of Torah. Because of Azura, as Azura again writes, Shom over there, the Boyabar Nash, that every person who feels as close as Hashem has to wake up in the middle of the night in order to engage in learning Torah until the morning because not that the obligation is not there otherwise but now a person will push away any other thing as the Rebbe said that would hold him back perhaps from feeling connected and doing what he needs to do.